Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 335. The morning light is breaking, the darkness disappears. The sons of earth are waking to penitential tears. Each breeze that sweeps the ocean brings tidings from afar of nations in commotion, prepared for Zion's war. Hymn number 335. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. That's where you'll find the readings for tonight. The theme for tonight is, God is the one who is in control. And the readings will now be given by Bruce. I will read from the Bible, Psalms. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Judges. 
And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. And there came an angel of the Lord, and sat under an oak, which was in Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash the Abiezrite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress, to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for behold, I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. Then Jerubbaal, who is Gideon, and all the people that were with him, rose up early and pitched beside the well of Herod. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hand hath saved me. Now therefore go to, proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. And there returned of the people twenty and two thousand, and there remained ten thousand. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people are yet too many. Bring them down under the water, and I will try them for thee there. So he brought down the people under the water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, Every one that lappeth of the water with his tongue, as a dog lappeth, him shalt thou set by himself. Likewise, every one that boweth down upon his knees to drink. And the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were three hundred men. And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the three hundred men that lapped will I save you, and deliver the Midianites into thine hand. And let all the other people go, every man unto his place. And he divided the three hundred men into three companies, and he put a trumpet in every man's hand, with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. 
and the three hundred and the three companies blew the trumpets and brake the pitchers and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow withal. And they cried, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And they stood, every man in his place, round about the camp. And all the host ran and cried and fled. Thus was Midian subdued before the children of Israel, so that they lifted up their heads no more. And the country was in quietness forty years in the days of Gideon. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule thou over us, both thou and thy son and thy son's son also, for thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. Exodus, the Lord shall reign forever and ever. The correlative reading is from Miscellaneous Writings by Mary Baker Eddy. Let us not forget that the Lord reigns, and that this earth shall sometime rejoice in his supreme rule, that the tired watchman on the walls of Zion and the true Christian scientist at the foot of the Mount of Revelation shall look up with shouts and thanksgiving that God's law, as in divine science, shall be finally understood and the gospel of glad tidings bring on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Science is absolute and final. It is revolutionary in its very nature, for it upsets all that is not upright. Men and women of the 19th century, are you called to voice a higher order of science? Then obey this call. Go, if you must, to the dungeon or the scaffold. But take not back the words of truth. Past, present, future will show the word and might of truth, healing the sick and reclaiming the sinner, so long as there remains a claim of error for truth to deny or to destroy. Love's labors are not lost. The five personal senses that grasp neither the meaning nor the magnitude of self-abnegation may lose sight thereof, 
but science voices unselfish love, unfolds infinite good, leads on irresistible forces, and will finally show the fruits of love. Human reason is inaccurate, and the scope of the senses is inadequate to grasp the word of truth and teach the eternal. Christian science and the senses are at war. It is a revolutionary struggle. We already have had two in this nation, and they began and ended in a contest for the true idea, for human liberty and rights. Now cometh a third struggle for the freedom of health, holiness, and the attainment of heaven. The scientific sense of being, which establishes harmony, enters into no compromise with finiteness and feebleness. It undermines the foundations of mortality, of physical law, breaks their chains, and sets the captive free, opening the doors for them that are bound. Science saith to man, God hath all power. The science of omnipotence demonstrates but one power, and this power is good. To understand good, one must discern the nothingness of evil and consecrate one's life anew. Beloved brethren, Christ truth saith unto you, Be not afraid, fear not sin, lest thereby it master you, but only fear to sin. Science has inaugurated the irrepressible conflict between sense and soul. Mortal thought wars with this sense as one that beateth the air. But science outmasters it and ends the warfare. This proves daily that one on God's side is a majority. None but the pure in heart shall see God shall be able to discern fully and demonstrate fairly the divine principle of Christian science. The will of God, or power of spirit, is made manifest as truth and through righteousness, not as or through matter. And it strips matter of all claims, abilities, or disabilities, pains, or pleasures. Self-renunciation of all that constitutes a so-called material man and the acknowledgement and achievement of his spiritual identity as the child of God is science, 
that opens the very floodgates of heaven, whence good flows into every avenue of being, cleansing mortals of all uncleanness, destroying all suffering, and demonstrating the true image and likeness. There is no other way under heaven whereby we can be saved and man be clothed with might, majesty, and immortality. As many as received him, as accept the truth of being, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Salvation means saved from error, or error overcome. Immortal man in God's likeness is safe in divine science. Mortal man is saved on this divine principle if he will only avail himself of the efficacy of truth and recognize his Savior. He must know that God is omnipotent, hence that sin is impotent. Do you desire to be freed from sin? Then help others to be free. But in your measures, obey the scriptures. Be ye wise as serpents. Break the yoke of bondage in every wise way. May divine love so permeate the affections of all those who have named the name of Christ in its fullest sense, that no counteracting influence can hinder their growth or taint their examples. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
Bruce, will you please introduce the next hymn? Our God shall reign where'er the sun does his successive journeys run. His kingdom stretch from shore to shore till moons shall wax and wane no more. Hymn number 272. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, August 25th, 2021. At all our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. People from all over the world have found our church and we are sincerely thankful for each and every one of you who has found us. We have some really good stuff here, which you can find on our website, plainfieldcs.com. 
On it, there's a wonderful collection of the finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to, much of it only available here. We have several websites in a number of different languages. This brings Mary Baker Eddy's revelation of Christian science to people all around the world who are truly in need of this healing, healing truth. Everyone is welcome and encouraged to look through our websites. They are all free of charge. You've likely heard that our Bible studies will resume on Saturday, September 11th at 10 a.m. So this is just one more reminder. The questions are on the church website, so check them out and be sure to join us for an interesting and lively discussion Saturday, September 11th at 10 a.m. On Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock, we have our roundtable discussion. These are wonderful discussions that help to broaden our understanding of Christian science and help us to better understand how to live this science in our daily lives. Then our Sunday morning church service begins right after at 11 o'clock. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. It has its own teleconference number. So if you have a child who doesn't live in the area and would like to attend, they can attend by telephone. Please call the church to get the phone number and we'll be very happy to welcome your children. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So when you come, be sure to bring the little ones too. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, this selection entitled, Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open 
for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Jeremy, go ahead, please. I am grateful tonight for God's mercy and the ability of my practitioner and another member here to reflect that mercy. I failed to handle animal magnetism this past Saturday evening and ended up leaving a faucet running overnight, which caused a significant amount of damage to my landlord's property. It was only through their demonstration that this does not interfere with the roundtable and Sunday service. Being in the midst of this difficult lesson, I am very thankful for my practitioner's ongoing support. I obviously have much to learn so that I can properly handle animal magnetism, especially as it comes to those who are closest to me. My practitioner has stressed the need to see it as an impersonal attack on our church, but also for me to be sure I am being honest with God and with her because, quote, dishonesty is human weakness, which forfeits divine help, end quote, as Mary Baker Eddy wrote on page 453 of Science and Health. I am very grateful to be allowed the opportunity to learn every lesson I need to learn from this and to grow spiritually because of it. Only Christian science could turn such a situation into the opportunity for good to work. Thank you. hung up, could you please call back now? We can probably get you through to give your testimony. So call back, please. Gary, go ahead, please. Well, we are obviously handling animal magnetism right now with the uh, interference and the opposition to this service. But we will prevail because God is with us, or that is to say, we are with God. I'm grateful tonight. Uh, th thank you, Bruce, for those fine readings. I'm grateful tonight that as I look back on my life, I see how God was definitely in control. And I am so grateful to be learning every day more about God and the good that he has for us when we let him control our lives. As a young child, I must have had a good Sunday school teacher somewhere along the line because Christian science meant a great deal to me as a young child. I could feel that it was the truth. I didn't understand much of it, but I could feel that it was the truth. And I experienced healings as a young child. And it helped me in school as a young child and as an adolescent. Uh, and, and I longed to learn more about Christian science as a, as a, as a child. And I honestly did not see very much lived in the branch churches that I attended that looked like or felt like what I got when I read this Christian science textbook. The textbook meant everything to me. And when it was time for me to go to college, I was led to, to go all the way across the country uh, to go to college near Boston. Massachusetts, and I thought at the time it would be good 
to be near Mrs. Eddy's church, that that would somehow be helpful to me. Well, it turned out that it was, but not in the way that I thought it would. Uh, attending the church there did absolutely no help for me. But it was there that I met my wife, who was from Plainfield, New Jersey, who introduced me to a practitioner who healed, Mrs. Doris Evans. And she taught by healing, she healed by teaching, and she personified to me what I read in the Christian Science textbook about Christian Science. And when I met her, I knew I had found the right practice of Christian Science. And I thanked God for leading me to her and to the church in Plainfield that she was a member of. And when she was excommunicated by the board in Boston, there was no doubt in my mind who was right. And then when the church was excommunicated by the board in Boston, there was no doubt in my mind who and what was right. And when we were sued by the board in Boston, there was no doubt who was right and what was right in my mind. And I thank God for providing a lawyer right here in Plainfield who represented us in that lawsuit that we won. And we won the right of any church anywhere in the world to call themselves Christian scientists and to practice Christian science the way Mrs. Eddy intended it to be practiced. And I have never looked back. I have been so busy I haven't had a chance to look back. God has provided so much for me, for me to do. It has given such purpose to my life. I have had numerous, numerous healings at, with the help of that practitioner, Mrs. Evans. And when this church needed to publish its own magazine, its own lessons, God provided us a publisher, a printer. God has provided everything that we need, and I am so grateful that God has done so. And I'm so grateful for what I have learned about Christian science since coming to this church many years ago. So I'm grateful to, to look back and see God in control of my life and of many other lives in this church. And I'm so grateful to be here with you all tonight. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead, please. Yes, good evening. I just wanted to express my gratitude for this service this evening and to my gratitude to God that nothing can stop his word from going out. I'm just so very grateful for the watches that are being done in this church and to be able to see firsthand the results of this watching as we pray for our world, for mankind, our church, and the cause of Christian science. As we declare the word of God does go forth and it reaches every receptive heart, leading all those with a desire to know and love God better and to learn about Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science will be led to our website and our church. 
About a year ago, I gave a testimony regarding one of my grandchildren who was feeling anxious at night and having trouble sleeping and how she decided on her own to seek out the Plainfield Church website and started listening to the roundtables, which gave her such peace that she was able to then sleep peacefully each night. In a recent conversation with her, she told me that she was still listening to the roundtables and that she had become a subscriber to our website YouTube and how she goes through all the videos and roundtables looking at the title to find the one that feels right for her that night. She told me how she loves hearing the morning prayers that start the roundtables each week and that she loved what she heard recently in a roundtable about a dog that is idle and barks at his fleas, but the dog that is hunting does not feel them. Now, this is a quote from Watching Point 299 in uh, 500 Watching Points by Gilbert Carpenter. And she told me how this Watching Point had helped her the very next day to be able to do something that she was worried about. I was so joyful and grateful to hear this, and it gave me the opportunity to explain to her how this was her spiritual sense guiding her, and that she was listening to God and being directed to what she needed. This was also a great confirmation to me that this was a direct result of all the watching being done here for all of God's children, and that God is constantly speaking to all of us, that the Word of God is working in each and every one of us, and it is a normal and natural quality of all mankind to seek God. I am so deeply grateful to God that she was led to seek out our website and that she has started applying these truths that she's learning from the recordings in her daily life. I'm so grateful to God for this blessing, so grateful for Mrs. Eddy and for the pure Christian science we are taught in this church, for practitioner support, and for the opportunity we have here through our watching and prayers that enables us to lift up mankind in thought and to see man in the world as God sees us, as his spiritual creation. I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to share this blessing and to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Luann from New York, go ahead, please. Thank you. I'm so grateful for Christian Science and all it has done to raise me out of the darkness of fear and loathing. When I first called for help from a practitioner in this church, I was at a very low point. I was angry for being abused as a child. I was overwhelmed with responsibilities. I was deeply afraid of being physically harmed. I was so self-involved that I could not function and I spent most nights taking one pill after the next until I felt I had pushed it to the limits. I hated my life. I needed help, but I was afraid to get help, mostly because I didn't think I could be helped, but also because I didn't know there was a better way. I had completely dismissed God, yet hoped someday he would save me. I got the number for my practitioner from a friend. I finally called after several, several months of more self-induced suffering. I think maybe it finally hit me I was either going to die or be healed. 
After speaking to her for just a short time, I knew things were going to turn around for me. I felt so much love and strength in all she shared with me. For the first time, I began to feel hope, and from that point on, my entire world changed. I learned to forgive beyond words, and the fear and anger were healed. To this day, I can hardly believe all the wonderful, amazing things that continue to occur each and every day. It's been a few years now, and I have no cause to feel the pain of my childhood, nor have I had any desire or need to take medication for any reason. I feel safe in the fact that God is ever-present. It has been a tremendous transformation, of which I am so deeply grateful for. I find great joy in my involvement with the church and its activities. I love learning new things from the Bible, as Mrs. Eddy has enabled me to take it into my heart. It makes sense to me and has helped me to understand so much about God and his love and promises for all mankind. I don't know where I'd be right now without Christian science, but I can say that I am deeply grateful to God for everything I have received from my practitioner in this church. I am grateful for all the members who have inspired me to press on the best part of my mornings are waking up to a new day, prepared for the challenges to come, and being grateful for the blessings received. Thank you. Thank you. Nancy from Texas. Nancy from Texas. Go ahead, please. Thank you for the wonderful readings tonight. I wish to give a testimony about how my mother became a Christian scientist when she was in her 20s. My father was raised in a Christian science Sunday school. However, my mother was raised a Methodist. When she was pregnant with me, she made regular visits to her doctor, who discovered through an x-ray that she had a spot on her lungs, which he diagnosed as tuberculosis. Naturally, this terrified my mother, and she asked my dad if she could be healed through Christian science treatment. He replied that she could, and he called a local Christian science practitioner who agreed to pray for my mom and her unborn child. The practitioner gave my mother an assignment to read the weekly Bible lesson every day, which consisted of references and stories from the Bible and some correlative statements in Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. My mother told me years later that she knew it was helping to calm her fears, so she read it twice a day instead of the once-a-day request from her practitioner. She also told me that as she read the truths in Science and Health, she realized that the message contained therein was what she had always believed, but could never put into words. She had always believed that God was all good and loved his children unconditionally, and he would never send sickness or pain. Also, that God was the only power in the universe, not the greater of two opposing powers. As she learned these things through daily study and prayer, the fear lifted. Her next checkup in six weeks showed no signs of disease in her lungs. She was completely healed, and the doctor was amazed, to say the least. 
And to top it all off, there were no complications with the birth of her child later that year. I am so grateful that she went through this trial, for she became a practicing Christian scientist, and she and my dad raised their five children in the Sunday school. And I am also grateful for the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, their practitioners, and their amazing website with so much to offer for all those who wish to learn more about this way of life that heals. Thank you. Day Day from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. I'm grateful for what I'm learning through Christian science about the importance of being patient, or rather to patiently wait on God. To me, this means to be ready and willing to do or not do as I feel God is leading me. Practicing this way is strengthening my trust in God's care and his perfect plan for every detail of my life. It's making me more aware of what my expectations are with the responsibility to ensure that I'm expecting only good as the outcome to every situation as long as I remain obedient to God's direction and seek his will alone. This has changed my life, and I'm thankful for this and all that I'm learning here. Thank you so much, Bruce, for tonight's reading, and thank you for this meeting. I'm grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Luba from Ohio, go ahead, please. Recently, I have become aware that God's timing is the only right time. What appear as delays may be blessings in disguise. At this time, I'm going through some major changes in my personal life and the future ahead. Uh, my, 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 my ever-present practitioner and this church have kept me grounded in the truth of Christian science, and I'm so grateful for that. I know I must turn to God only for direction, asking for the wisest course that will bring the best results. Also in the Bible, James 5.16, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And I'm so grateful for this, this meeting tonight. I'm very happy to be here this evening. Thank you. Thank you. <coughs> Imogene from Australia, go ahead, please. A few years ago, my grandmother was taken into intensive care. The hospital informed us she would soon pass. When my husband and I knew of this, we immediately called the practitioner for prayerful support. He gave us the following passage to work with from Science and Health, page 412. Mrs. Eddy writes, The power of Christian science and divine love is omnipotent. It is indeed adequate to unclasp the hold and to destroy disease, sin and death. In the ICU, I held my grandmother's hand. We were told she couldn't hear us, yet I leaned over and sang her favourite hymn quietly in her ear. The most sublime look of joy 
and peace came over her and she started to sing along. The nurses couldn't believe it. She was so radiant and beautiful. She looks like a lovely young woman holding my hand and singing her hymn to her Father in heaven. She was at one. When we finished the hymn, she slept. Over the next three days and nights, we kept the prayer up with a practitioner working tirelessly, supporting our understanding of Mrs. Eddy's many healing instructions. God's love was unstoppable, surrounding us in his tender care and mighty arm. Soon, messages came from the hospital that she was miraculously improving. The internal bleeding stopped. One by one, the life support mechanisms were no longer required until her body was again in perfect working order. She was released from the hospital less than a week later. She was so strong after this healing, able to get back to her beloved gardening and running around and enjoying her life. Later on, she joyfully announced that her shoulder joint that had been so painful for decades was also healed. This was a life saved and a shoulder joint healed directly through the action of Christian science. I am very grateful to that wonderful practitioner. I am very grateful to Mrs. Eddy for her inspired discovery of divine science, Christian science, and its ever-present ability to heal every disease. I am very grateful for this proof of God's omnipotent might, his love, his care, not one of us are ever outside the radiance of his love. Luke 10.9 And heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much and the music. I'm very grateful for the many blessings that have come from living and practicing Christian science as given to us by Mary Baker Eddy and taught correctly here. I'm also grateful that the precious Bible and its practical teachings are becoming clearer to me since participating here. This morning I was reminded of the healing my son had of migraine headaches. For several years, we had sought different medical remedies, and the possible diagnosis that included allergies and anxiety as triggers, but the treatments only worked temporarily and did not address the underlying issues. And he suffered greatly from these, especially certain times a year, and would become incapacitated. As I put into practice the principles I was learning here while regularly working with my Plainfield practitioner, these headaches lessened and then disappeared. This did not happen overnight, but it was gradual change in uh, my lifestyle and how I interacted with the family, a growing understanding of God and his creation and learning to pray more effectively and practicing gratitude and honesty and learning to say no to wrong. I had to stop over mothering 
and had a false sense of responsibility I needed to let go. It was not an easy process and required me to slow down and think about what I was doing and why. Praying for our home and participating in our prayer watches every week and working for God and getting to know the Bible and Mrs. Eddie's writings all contributed to a change in the atmosphere of the home. And I began to learn that he really did not belong to me. He belonged to God and that he had his own direct connection to God. During this time, he grew more confident and much less anxious. These changes only came about when I started practicing this Christian science after years of trying other medical remedies. One quote that was given to me by my practitioner that I used was from Bicknell Young, 1937, quote, a divine idea carries within itself the power to accomplish the divine purpose and the responsibility of its unfoldment belongs to the divine principle who cares for each detail of its progressive being, end quote. I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Shardy. Hello to all. Tonight, I would like to offer my gratitude to my practitioner at this church, where the former and the latter are both governed by God. I am becoming keenly aware of the government and presence of God and how powerful they are, not only in my life, but in our church, country, and world. It is my job to watch and pray and see God's plan unfold according to his timetable, not mine. In my own life, I have observed how this does happen when we are mindful of God and trust in his care. My grandchild was searching for a new job in his field of graphic arts, and although he did not get his first choice, we were both grateful for what he did find with an improved salary. So he went forward to find new housing, etc. Four days before he was to move to his new location, several states away, the company of his first choice contacted him and made just the offer he had been looking for. He accepted the offer. He anticipated a fine for breaking the lease on the apartment he had never even seen but they did not penalize him. All the truths I have been learning here at this Plainfield Independent Church have dramatically changed my life and my heart overflows with love and gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead, please. Thank, <clears throat> Thank you very much. Thank you, Bruce, and thanks for the music as well tonight. You read from your readings tonight, Science says to man, God has all power. How wonderful, how beautiful. One night, one evening actually, I started feeling very warm. A lot has been going on, had been going on. Started to feel very warm, and by nighttime I felt very, very hot. Some a relative commented that, oh my goodness, you feel so hot. 
But I remember just lying down and turning unreservedly to God, to the Christ, which science and health tells us is the divine manifestation of God, which comes to the flesh to destroy incarnate error. Science and Health, page 583. I felt hotter, but I, all I was thinking was the truth that I have learned since coming to this church or since being introduced to science. The truth about my inseparability from God, God that made me in his image and likeness, made all of us, in fact, in his image and likeness. All that was going through my thought was these thoughts, the truth that I have learned, the simple truth. And I don't know what time I just fell asleep, I must have, because when I awoke, I was feeling a whole lot better. I was able to do that day what was mine to do. The point of turning to the Christ is very important to me here, that even when we are led to call someone, we call on the truth, the Christ, not person ever, is the truth that heals. And they, what they share with us is really the Christ, the truth, which we rely on. And in our being one with that truth, God, the changes go on in our thinking which makes the healing takes place. I am so grateful for this because it really shows us, as the readings say, all power belongs to God. Nothing is above God's head. So whatever we're going through, if we have made the truth our own, don't be afraid, you know, trusting God. We look, we look at the, um, the stories in the Bible what has gone on, and in our own lives, the truths that we've relied on, if those have become so natural to us, they naturally come to our thinking when we need them. I am so grateful to God for Christ Jesus, how he healed. Mary Baker Eddy, how he taught us all to, to heal and to also bless others. I'm so grateful for all the testimonies, all attesting to this truth, the Christ, and how he blesses us all. I'm grateful to be here tonight. And thank you all for overcoming the lie that tries always to stop this wonderful meeting tonight. Thank you. Mary, Mary go ahead, please. Hello, everyone. Um, I just have a few things to read tonight um, from our church website bulletin board. The first from Illinois. Yesterday, I turned on the roundtable discussion from 822 and got an uncomfortable feeling that I couldn't or shouldn't listen to it. Unfortunately, I followed this feeling and turned it off. This morning, I knew that I must listen to this discussion because it was mortal mind that brought that feeling and it was mortal mind trying to keep me from hearing the truth. Very grateful for all the messages contained within the roundtable discussion. And very grateful that God's word is always available when I seek it. And then Australia. 
Thank you so much for this fantastic roundtable discussion, 822, to be so instant in truth with God directing our thought, to serve him, to feed his sheep, to love him. Thank you all so much. And then England. I continue to be very grateful for all that Plainfield is doing. The recent newsletter is very interesting, and I have listened a couple of times to the roundtable discussion on having good and bad days, as I seem to be having good and bad days myself, so that is very helpful. I was also most interested in the five wise and five foolish virgins. I hadn't realized that there were deeper layers in this Bible story, and I'm so grateful to be learning these more spiritual aspects of the Bible. I was also very impressed by the wonderful healing in the testimony meeting about the young man's thumb, which had been severed. So inspiring. With much gratitude and love to you all at Plainfield. I'm very grateful to be with you all tonight. Uh, to see the opposition overcome once again. Era doesn't always like what we're doing, but we're doing it for God, and it is God who who leads us on and carries us through as he did tonight and as he always will. And I'm also, too, very grateful for those beautiful readings. Uh, the story of Gideon is one we've always loved, always been a particularly special and meaningful, I think, to those in Plainfield, because um, I know it is to everyone, but it had a special message in a way to us at Plainfield, because Gideon started out with 32,000 men, and it kept getting whittled down, whittled down. First, God separated the ones that were fearful, and then the ones that weren't alert, and pretty soon he only had 300 men, and those 300 men proved the power of Almighty God, and they were able to defeat the enemy, as will always happen. So it, it is never in, in numbers. It is in our our great desire and love for God and to serve him. And um, I'm, I'm just so grateful for that beautiful story and also the readings from Mrs. Eddy. So we can be encouraged. We'll go forth with great love and with great power because God God is with us and for that I'm very grateful and have a good night to everyone. Thank you. Linda, would you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 204. I'm going to read the second line. They lift up a light amid shadows of fear and love is thy banner above them. No trouble shall touch them, no foes that appear shall e'er from their loyalty move them. Tis thou dost uphold and approve them. Tis thou dost uphold and approve them. Hymn number 204.